Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Today on CityCast Madison. Climate change is weighing heavy on our minds, but there's hope. The city of Madison is investing in new, innovative ways to cut its own carbon footprint. Madison wants all city operations to be entirely 100% powered by renewable energy and carbon neutral by 2030. A key part of the plan is electrifying the entire Madison fleet of city vehicles in the coming years. To learn how that's going to work, we caught up with Madison Fleet Services Superintendent Mahanth Joyshi. It's Monday, August 14th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Mahant, hello. Hello, Bianca. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, well, it's a thrill. You could even say it's electric. So you've been the superintendent of Madison City Fleet for five years. What are you responsible for? Because when I hear fleet, I think of like aircraft or ships. Y'all don't have battleships, do you? Uh, we don't have battleships that we can disclose right now. Um, <laughs> we do have a boat fleet. One of the flagships is the, the fire rescue boat that we uh, purchase and maintain. It's in our shop right now, actually. So we're on land and lake, you could say. Yeah. And the city's fleet, you know, your large vehicles, like police cars, ambulances, fire trucks. Mm -hmm. How many vehicles does the city own and how many are electric? So the city owns a total of 1,800 vehicles. That includes all departments. And uh, total, we're up to 95 electric vehicles at the moment. And we have over 30 on order. They're just taking forever to get to us uh, because of supply chain issues. Electric cars are still more expensive than combustion-powered cars. How do you justify the extra expense? They're actually not what you consider the cost of ownership over time. So we run a lot of our vehicles 10 to 15 years or even longer. Over that time, we're spending a lot less on fuel. So gasoline and diesel are variable priced. They change all the time, whereas electric power is stable. It's regulated by the Wisconsin Public Service Commission in our area. And uh, in all parts of the country, the, uh, power is regulated. So if you have a home or you rent a home and you pay for your gas and power bill through MG&E or Alliant Energy or one of the other utilities around Madison, you can predict what your power will cost. And my my home, I'm a homeowner, my costs don't change that much. It's somewhat predictable if I'm making a budget for myself. When you're making a budget for thousands of vehicles, we are buying millions of gallons of fuel. We cannot budget for next year because it's so variable and we don't have control over those costs. Power though, we can predict and it's much less to power an electric vehicle than it is to power a gasoline or diesel vehicle. Number two, a lot of folks don't know this, but I, I reiterate it all the time. Electric vehicles cost much less to maintain. And can you guess why that is? Very simple. Better technology? It is better technology. But uh, <laughs> what that means is uh, basically uh, we don't have to do oil changes and parts changes as frequently. So there's no oil changes, which is dirty in itself. Tailpipe emissions are one reason vehicles are dirty. But another reason is all of the engine oils you have to handle and buy 
and you have to, you know, put it into your vehicles, drop out the old oil that has to get transported around. Parts have to get transported back and forth between our vendors and us. So what do mechanics do most of the time? They spend time changing oil on vehicles, which is brainless and boring. And we spend half our employee time on that. And then we change out parts that go bad on diesel and gasoline equipment. And this is a common uh, thing in our industry, not just my fleet, but the entire global automotive industry. When you buy a new vehicle, you're not just buying the vehicle with its sticker price. You're buying a long tail of fluids, hydraulic fluids and engine oils and brake fluids and other things and parts, all of which has another carbon footprint of its own. So it's not just the tailpipe emissions. Tires are another one. These are dirty. Tires emit particulates as well. They're made out of petroleum rubber and other nasty things. And we're trying to clean up all of that with the things we're doing. We are investing in soybean tires, for example. I saw that. Yeah, we're very excited. That's wild. We've bought over 1,500 soybean tires. They're working really well. And we're supporting the Wisconsin and the Midwest economy by buying products that are sourced from things like soybean plants right here in the Midwest. The supply chains of these parts I mentioned or tires can go through eight nine countries. When you buy a a new vehicle, you're not just buying something that was made in the place it was assembled. They're assembling things from around the world. So there's a whole carbon footprint around that as well, what we call upstream effects. Can I ask really quickly about, uh, in terms of the soybean tires, because I've just, I haven't heard about that. And I just think that's super neat. How long do those last in terms of, you know, in terms of a maintenance cost? So they're actually better performance, especially in the winter, which is why all of our police cars have them now. Uh, And the police like them. Whoever we assign vehicles to, we consult with them closely to make sure it works for them. So uh, it's better performance. It lasts about the same as far as uh, durability. And uh, the price is similar. It's a little bit more. But um, what we can achieve is not just ecology with our efforts, but also economy. We're supporting the Wisconsin economy the best we can uh, with our efforts. Yeah. Uh, We try to buy from companies that are local. We're actively looking for women and minority-owned businesses to do business with. Uh, My division spends about $30 million a year of taxpayer money. So we try to allocate that capital the best we can to not only make it more environmentally sustainable, but as safe as possible, as cost efficient as possible, while supporting local businesses as well. And, you know, talking about the Madison Police Department, you're talking about swapping out tires. The MPD uses a lot of vehicles and they idle a lot. And you said... You know, quote, never, I'm never going to buy one of those crappy gas suckers, squad cars again. Yeah. What are we replacing them with? So there's two types of things we're investigating closely. One is hybrid electric vehicles. So our you know mainstay for the Madison Police Department is the hybrid interceptor. It's made by Ford. It's a version of the Ford Explorer. For those of you familiar with the Ford Explorer, it's a little bit souped up for police. It's called the interceptor. It's only available for police fleets. And we've converted most of the police fleet to hybrid interceptors from the previous version, which were regular gasoline interceptors. So what we're seeing is by converting to hybrid, we're getting 19 miles per gallon versus 11 miles per gallon for the regular version. So that's eight miles per gallon improvement. That will result in, we calculated $3.1 million in gasoline savings over the next five years, approximately. We're also investigating electric vehicles for the police department. So we have Mustang Mach-E's in service. Uh, That's a nice electric car. We have Tesla Model 3's. There's two of those that the police department's using. And then other cars we have uh, that folks might've heard of, we have the F-150 Lightning pickup, which we're excited about. We're getting uh, medium duty vehicles. We also have 
an electric van that we just put into service that will be used for the, the CARES program. Uh, for those of you who haven't heard about the CARES program, that is a, a community response for mental health issues. So when someone calls 911, right. it doesn't have to be an armed police force response. It could be mental health professionals. And then the more challenging thing is heavy duty vehicles. So things like trucks, we don't have a lot of great electric options, though we do have an electric fire truck here in we Madison. Do. It's the Pierce Volterra made in Wisconsin by Pierce Manufacturing right in Appleton, Wisconsin, not too far away. And they built a prototype that they've given to the city of Madison to uh, use. And our firefighters have been using it since May 2021. Yeah, Dylan and I both, um, producer Dylan and I both have been in the vehicle and we got to talk to those guys over there um, awesome. who, who've run it. Um, it's a great vehicle. It's going into production. Uh, they're going to make a lot of these, I hope, hundreds or thousands of these trucks for the world, yeah. for other communities. And our fire department is helping design this truck and improve it for everyone, uh, for the entire world. Yeah, it's really special. I understand that it's in Portland now. Yeah, but um, the Madison one is the first one to be put into service in North America. And we're looking forward to getting a lot more of those and other options. We have two electric garbage trucks that are on the way made by Mac um, and sold by a dealership in town called Crete. You're really checking off a lot yeah. of, of a lot of goals here. We are trying our <laughs> best. We think this problem is urgent. And the only question in my mind is, is it too late? A lot of scientists, including uh, on the uh, intergovernmental panel on climate change at the United Nations, have come up with calculations that if we raise our average temperatures 2 to 2.5 degrees Celsius, we are in a lot of trouble when it comes to the polar ice caps melting, the frequency of hurricanes and heat waves and drought and flooding, all of these critical things that are killing people, that are costing our economy billions of dollars. It's happening now. The future is really now. So we need to accelerate. We need to do a lot more than we are. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. So you're spearheading the use of biodiesel for the city's bigger vehicles. How does that work? So biodiesel is a, a fuel that has the same properties as regular diesel, but it's made differently, right? So regular diesel comes from prospecting for and digging out fossil fuels, right? And this is how the industry has operated for many decades. But biodiesel since the 90s has accelerated as an alternative energy fuel, uh, which is made out of feedstocks like soybean oil which is renewable, we can keep growing soybean for the rest of our lives and well beyond, right? There'll be soybean well beyond any of us. Fossil fuels we know are going to run out. That is not a question. It's only a matter of time. It takes millions of years 
to make fossil fuel under the ground. That's a good thing to point out that people might forget. It's fossil. It is old stuff. We have a finite amount of it. Whereas biodiesel comes from things like soybean oil, corn oil, used cooking oil. So I'm sure some listeners here enjoy fried foods like fried cheese curds here in Wisconsin. All of the bars and restaurants around the state that fry things in big vats can actually have that oil collected after it's done and you can't use it anymore, convert that to biodiesel as well. So that will never run out as as long as we keep frying things and we will. I'm confident in that. So all of these renewable feedstocks go into processing biodiesel and it's processed right here at a plant in Dane County uh, by REG Chevron. And that supports local jobs, the local economy as well. So all of the biodiesel we buy is produced in the county from feedstocks only from Wisconsin. I wanted to ask about the environmental impacts of electric vehicles. Aren't most electric vehicles in Madison still powered by coal? Since MG&E is still largely dependent on coal-fired power plants, right? This is a great question. So MG&E and Alliant Energy and other utilities in Wisconsin have a mix of sources for the grid, right? And some of that is still coal-powered. Uh, however, they're investing heavily in solar. So there's some large st- solar installations being built right now, which also supports the local economy. The people that install solar, whether it's on your home, whether it's on a farm, which is what I'm talking about, or on my building here that I'm in, we have 800 solar panels on the roof, which takes care of a lot of our power and hot water needs and heating needs as well. Uh, and we charge electric vehicles on solar powered charging stations, which is The cleanest way to do transportation, in my opinion, is solar-powered charging for your electric vehicles. Does Madison use that power to to power its own electric vehicles? Yeah, we have them in our facility here. By the way, I would invite anyone uh, who's interested to come do a tour of Nakusa Trail, our fleet headquarters. It's the first LEED Gold certified building for environmental features. Congratulations to us, to you guys, to us. Yeah, real (laughs) team effort. And everything I'm talking about is a real team effort with a lot of allies. So a thousand people worked on this building uh, over nine years. It took nine years from inception to where we are uh, when we opened up in 2021. A lot of great environmental features. We have three types of electric vehicle charging. We have a public charger that anyone can use out front. We have employee charging, so we have workplace charging, which is awesome. We have uh, employees uh, with their own personal vehicles can charge up for free on the solar charging, uh, which doesn't cost the city anything because we're generating more power than we can use at the moment on these solar chargers. Uh, And it continues uh, every single day the sun shines, or even when it doesn't shine, you get UV light that charges up these charging stations. So what about for the rest of the electric vehicles in Madison? Like in general, would you say that folks are that's mostly still powered by coal or uh, I don't know the exact mix uh, the the statistic I saw might have been 30 or 40 percent of our local grid is fossil fuel is uh coal powered but it's being reduced over time so there are solar farms people might have seen there's one near the airport uh, that's an mg e in Dane County project does Madison itself uh have enough electric vehicle charging stations for folks you know, out and about to catch on in the public? The city is working with our partners, including MG&E and Alliant and Wisconsin Clean Cities Coalition to apply for federal grant funding to get a lot more public charging in the ground. That's going to be a huge win for owners of electric vehicles that don't have their own home. They can put an electric charging station in, in their own personal garage or driveway. 50% or more of people in Dane County are renters rather than homeowners. Right. And that's something we're trying to tackle for them. 
When you don't have access to charging in your own home, you will need public charging, both in the city or on long distance trips. So the state of Wisconsin, the national government, the city of Madison, Dane County, all levels of government are working to find and place funding into getting charging in the ground. And that's rapidly accelerating. And I've, that's something I'm working on too. But you know, you moved here for this job. You've lived all over the world. Why did you decide to move to Madison? And, and how does it compare? Madison is, I think, an interesting place for several reasons. You have a major research university, which is top notch, I believe, amongst public research universities. You have a great economy here with companies like Exact Science and Epic. It's also the seat of local government, which is where I work, county government, as well as the state government, uh, all in one place. So this place I knew would be a good laboratory for the work that I do. And I also knew that Madison and Wisconsin are light years behind other places. So we are, and this is a huge disappointment to me, but we're getting killed in this area we're talking about by China, where the electric vehicle penetration of new vehicles is 25% in their market now and growing rapidly. So I also knew that this area was far behind and that was an opportunity. I moved here in 2017, uh, six years this month, actually, time flies. When I got here, none of this stuff was really happening. There were no electric vehicles in the fleet. There were no hybrid vehicles in the fleet. There was no biodiesel being used. There was no solar on fleet facilities. Yeah, as recently as 2018, right? Yeah, these are new There wasn't even electric, yeah. So it's exciting because the industry is rapidly moving and it's uh, we need to keep up actually with what, what's going on in uh, global trends. And uh, a part of my job that I enjoy is researching all of these things and seeing if it might be a fit for Madison and this community. And there's two big problems here by being so far behind. One, local air quality is not very good. So asthma rates and other lung disease indicators are worse in Madison than in the rest of the state and the rest of the country. And who is affected by that the most? It tends to be low-income neighborhoods. Low-income neighborhoods that are near industrial areas, that are near high-traffic corridors where this type of pollution is higher. So for those installing an electric vehicle charging station, that job cannot be done from China or Mexico or India or somewhere else. It has to be done right here locally. For those installing solar panels on roofs of homes and businesses and at the university, et cetera, those have to be done locally by local electricians, local apprentices, local trades folks. So we have an opportunity to move ahead, not just ecologically, but also economically. Well, you're rocking it. Uh, you know, everything that you've described just sounds absolutely Revolutionary. Thank you. That's Mahanth Joyshi, Fleet Services Superintendent for the City of Madison. And here's what else Madison's talking about. Madison's Children's Museum has a birthday tomorrow, and they're celebrating both their birthday and taking part in Move Out Day. Well, sort of. They're throwing a coop warming party to celebrate their rooftop chicken's newly renovated residence. And by the way, this is gonna involve making treats for the chickens. Plus, if you're interested in the spirit of sustainability, Sustain Dane is hosting a fundraiser at the Ulbrich Beer Garden on Wednesday. You might wanna walk or bike there considering Atwood's under construction and there's limited parking. Plus, it's about sustainability, so you may want to do that anyway, just to show off your cred. There's also a B-Cycle station right outside the beer garden. We'll toss links to both of those events in our show notes if you'd like to check them out. 
That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not share this episode with someone who owns an electric vehicle? Tell them what's up for us. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Ciao.